gentlemen. Hey. 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 Welcome back. Welcome back. Back in the saddle again. There we are. As always. How we feeling? Greg, how you doing, buddy? You're back on the West Coast. I'm back on the West Coast. Yes. After a... Yeah. it It was a great time on the East Coast. I got to catch up with some friends i mm-hmm. got to um let's see <sighs> yeah i got to do a bunch of stuff at, at the end i played some shows and uh came back on easter super early flight but made it back to have a nice chill day now is that a, is that a busy flight it turned out it was is it okay yeah right. we weren't sure we weren't ex- we were expecting it not to be we weren't like re- needing it to be you know if, if that makes sense but yeah we sort of, you know, we actually left very little margin for error, and it was it didn't get to that like super stressful point, but it got kind of close, right? Because apparently, because for some reason at Newark Airport, there's two, uh, there's three terminals, and two of them have United, which is what ah. I was taking back. We got dropped off at like the one that we saw that said United. You're like, okay, uh-huh. there they are. yeah, but I think that they might ha- they must have an international and a national. And a so national. is this like a different concourse altogether? Like you got to like- yeah, to t- yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were able to check our bags. At the first one, and then we had to hop on a little shuttle, that which comes every ten minutes, you know. But it was a long ten minutes. And <laughs> so you got your luggage. It was the longest oh boy. ten minutes. Yeah, I got it back. I, yeah, I, I got it when we when Good. we arrived, when we landed. All right. Yeah. So it was, all, it was all fine. But you know, there's always you know traveling. There's always little curveballs thrown at mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. when something like that happens at you know seven in the morning, <sighs> you know, after like I mean, we got up at like four, you know, to to, to get down there and you know and all that and. This is after playing a gig, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, you'd yeah, had a brief yeah. nap. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But then I slept a lot on the plane. People, people tell me like, I can't sleep on planes. I just tell them, you're not tired. You're not tired enough. Tired enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you've heard that before. <laughs> That's right. Every but time like, I hear it, it sounds like, new to me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. But anyway, I made it back. I've uh, I had a really nice uh, Easter, and I'm. Pretty re-energized. How are you Sweet. guys doing? Jay, go ahead. Who's first? I, I, Nick, you should go first. Yeah, I had, I've had the mother load of all week, so Nick. Have you really? All right, all right. Yes. It was, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, I would say it was a busy weekend. Um, more tired than anything else um, when it was all said and done, but we fit a lot right. in, and uh, hopefully the memories of fitting all those things in will, will outweigh the exhaustion and yelling that happens at the end of those days. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> a little bit. No, it was, mm-hmm. no, it was, it was actually quite, it was quite lovely. It was great. Um, yeah. Nice. j Yeah. Well, it was a holiday week, mm-hmm. as we have alluded to here. Mm-hmm. So wife and kids have been off of school Thursday, Friday, and into this week, Monday, Tuesday. But Wednesday, they had a half day. And Wednesday was also the opening of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm. Oh. So, oh, it is out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. out. It's out. Charlie was telling me that earlier today. I, I was like, is it out? Are you sure? I just saw Jack Black drop something. <laughs> He's on it, man. He's on it. Um, yeah, so I got <clears throat> to take Ben to go see the Super Mario Brothers movie, which was a movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know. Um, yeah, that good, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. it was, uh, it, I, as I've said to other folks who've asked, um, if it wasn't for the, you know, the Nintendo franchise and the tie-ins, uh-huh. uh, it would have been one of the worst movies that I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? Um, but 
with the Nintendo and Mario tie-ins, it was enough to keep me entertained. And Benjamin loved it. Of yeah, course. of course he did. Benjamin oh, well, of it. course. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, one, time I got dra- I, one time I got dragged to see the Paw Patrol movie. Mm. Oh, How was this? It was yeah. so bad. I couldn't, really? believe, I was, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, you know, obviously I wasn't expecting much. I realize I'm not the target <laughs> audience. But at the same time, I was just like, this is super lazy. This is like lazy even for some TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I La- felt lazy like was... is the word. Lazy is the word for the yeah. movie, right? Like it was just not zero on the plot, graphics, you know, side. not on the graphics side. Oh I'm no, sure it was it a beautiful great. movie. It was gorgeous, gorgeous, right, absolutely. Right, right. But and all the yeah, you know it's, the it's a... celebrity voice actors are fantastic, right. you know, including Chris Pratt. You know, he got a lot mm-hmm. of slough for not doing the Italian Mario accent, right. but that is he was kind funny. Of an essential part, but oh well. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Jack yeah. Black's hilarious. And mm. I don't know if you guys caught his uh, ode his to, to Princess Peach. His I saw that music video. I, 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 Pretty I great. Briefly. Yeah, yeah. Right they on. just dropped that. I, I I had no idea that that was coming in the movie at all. That was just, they they kept that a surprise, and I was I was cackling my butt off. Benjamin <laughs> literally was sitting in the chair next to me with his arms crossed. He says, "This is boring." Like, this is oh the best part God. of the movie, dude. <clears throat> oh, for the Jack Black song? <laughs> this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't wow. realize I signed up for a musical, Dad. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get back into the so, Mario. Yeah. So we, mm. did, uh, we did the Mario movie on Thursday. Or, excuse me, Wednesday. Oof. Thursday was well, kind of a rest got. day for us. Uh, mm-hmm. But we were getting ready for festivities, Easter festivities, over the weekend. Because Friday right. uh, was a kind of neighborhood block party type thing which okay. we didn't have to get ready for we had to we had to make some sides and stuff like that and get the house ready for my family who was coming in to have an easter celebration at at our house on saturday Oh, okay which was saturday. fantastic it was beautiful but of course you know the house has to be turned upside down mm-hmm. i had to you know smoke some pork shoulder that took you know 14 hours to do sure a lot of fun but exhausting Mm-hmm. Sat our Saturday was, and you're nonstop just manual turning it, right? <laughs> yeah, fourteen, 14 hours. hours, right? Turning the spit, yes, exactly. The whole time for Easter, <laughs> it's exhausting yeah. for the exhausting family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the time uh, it's ready, yeah. you don't even want to. You don't even want to have any. You need you need exactly. rest first. Yeah, exactly. So sick of the smell of pork. I just couldn't exactly. take anymore. Mm. So the family came in about noon on Saturday, and then they were there from about noon to four. It was a great time. Got to see everybody. Catch up. And then Saturday evening, we hosted the neighborhood Easter egg hunt. So all the kids mm. came over and hunted for Easter eggs in our house. Okay. And then we had kind of a little, another little block party out there, which was great. Mm-hmm. Again, more setting up and tearing down and cleaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday night, I had a gig at the American Legion um, right. doing a one of our... This is after the family know, came and then a block party and then a gig? Correct. Ooh. Correct. Jeez, yes. Yeah, and uh, so we did our Steve Miller band set. You know, I kept Ooh, on rocking nice. it, baby, all yeah. night long. Yeah. Um, was that fun? Did you play like an eagle? A lot of good Steve Miller songs. You know, yeah. it was actually a lot of fun. Um, I'm not the biggest Steve Miller band fan fan in the world, but you know, you got to know your audience. You're playing to an American Legion, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you're playing Steve Miller band hits. Oh, they're loves. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. They People are good songs, you. though. Steve Miller's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, yeah, wake up Saturday, Sunday morning, and then it's uh, get to watch the Newcastle game, which is fantastic. 
And then we did something on Sunday, too. Oh, yeah. Went to uh, Anne's, my wife's family's house, for all of Easter Sunday. Okay. All right. All day. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Been a busy weekend. Right. I got to relax by going back to work today. How was that? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And now I get to talk to you, beautiful gentleman. Hello. And, uh, yeah, a little, little, uh, punch drunk, but, um, and then the other thing that hit me today was, oh yeah, that's right. That brand new Jason Isbell documentary just came out on HBO max, which I would love to watch tonight. (laughs) No. So if we could just wrap this up so I could watch that documentary, it'd be fantastic. All right. Sounds good. You gotta catch up on success. You gotta catch up on succession first though. Oh, succession! You're right. Is the whole, when is the whole thing out? Because that's when I'll watch it. Because I need to be able to control my pace. Um, probably. Look at you. I need to my succession. My, my succession <laughs> no, 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 consumption. I, 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 I understand. Uh, it, it's going to be um, depending on how many episodes. I mean, they just did the third one. So okay. If it's eight episodes, another month. If it's ten, yeah, two oh. months. You, oh, you got to have the whole thing out, Nick, before you. Uh, before you. I, it, it tends to be what happens. I it, no, I, it's not like I, I sit and go through four at a time. But um, knowing that there's the ones that aren't coming yet, I, I don't know. Now that now that you can just stream it all for the most part, I just find like okay, well I'll just wait till it's there, then I can. Fair enough. And then if I'm just like, I, dude, this is so good, and I'll, then I take a morning on a Saturday to watch three episodes that I can. I would, yeah. if I were you, I would catch up. Like maybe just like watch like this this chunk. Because the people talking. People, people, people be talking. <laughs> I don't want, you know what I mean? That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. It's I appreciate great. that. Yeah. That's I'm so excited. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's just as good as any of the rest. Anyway, that's a, enough about succession. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're all cut up now that our mm-hmm. uh, audience has uh, a glimpse into our personal lives, mm-hmm. as I know they're all waiting for. Mm. Um, why don't you say we get this thing started so I can finish this Jason Isbell documentary? All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's hurry, Sweet. hurry up, man. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Come on. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out, overloading our weekends and rushing through things since 2018. Mm. Mm-hmm. Happy to have you here with us. This is episode 192. You're damn right it is. Coming at you on a beautiful Thursday, wherever you are in your neck of the woods. Happy to have you here with us. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. I am going to be talking about in uh, an existing club that is so cool and so proud of its past that it wanted to reinvent its past by making a new version of its old self. Come again? Huh. I just said it all. You're okay. going to have to... All right. Yeah. Check it on, on repeat if you, you yeah, want to catch slow it. Okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, just slow it down. Okay, I'll slow it down on playback. That's what I'll do. Nick's going to be coming in hot after me with a News with Nick segment. That's I have no segment. idea what he's talking about, but uh, it's going to be awesome, yeah, I'm sure. two of us. <laughs> and Greg is reeling in the years. He's bringing us back to the 80s, shred, hair, metal, and bringing us up to date on what some of these bands are doing these days, right? That's right. Yeah, it's not good news, but anyway. <laughs> no? For some it is, for okay. some not so much. All right. All right. Okay. Good cliffhanger. A lot of bickering. Love a, lot of, a lot of fighting. Yeah. It's like succession. Mm. But for old but, guys with but tattoos. But the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, boys, I'm up first. I'm going to play some music for you. This here is Mr. Herbie Hancock. Ooh. This okay. song came across my desk this morning, 
And I was enraptured by it because it's a song I know quite well. Because it's originally a song by, well, I don't think Joe Cocker wrote it. But he was the first person to cover it with any kind of success. Right. And then the Black Crows covered it. And then nonfiction, the tribute to the Black Crows, covered it. Sure. So mm-hmm. I know this song quite well. And then I I don't understand why Herbie Can- Herbie Hancock is playing Space Captain, this hmm. song. When did he play it? Uh, he played it in 2010 oh. on an album called The Imagine Project. Okay. And Greg, I don't know if you're familiar with this album at all or not. but I'm not, but I'm familiar with the one he did called The New Standard that my dad okay. had, which I loved growing up. Um, he does yeah, like but this, all is, this is recent. And, well, I mean, this relatively is, This recent. is more recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As far as Wikipedia is concerned, this is his most recent studio album. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Um, but 2010. Yeah, so it's a collaboration album. He's doing a bunch of covers. And okay. it, it, okay. you know, it's, it's kind of hit and miss. It's kind of like... I feel like I remember this coming out. I mean, it was a pretty big deal because he has like Dave Matthews and Pink and right, Seal right. on it. Like, and they're doing exactly. famous songs. But this mm. particular song I hadn't heard before. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> Herbie Hancock with... Uh, Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple song, and uh, I'm going to skip ho- skip ahead pretty well into the song to the part where Herbie and Derek Trucks are trading fours. They're going All back, right, back and forth in the solo. Perfect. So Two of my favorite if you ever wanted to hear what, uh, what Herbie <laughs> and Derek Trucks sound like riffing together, this is it. Check it out. Excellent. Everybody brings them back. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny because that, that that whole song is just like it's three chords. It's like yeah. C F G. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And Herbie immediately starts going out. You know. Yeah. And, and like Derek's like, I don't know how far to follow you on this, but if you're gonna keep doing it, I can do yeah. that too. Like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. I can move here. up chromatically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. So I dug the crap out of that. The rest of the album, yes, meh. I can see that. Okay, it's yeah. like it's like super. It's like a supernatural. Yeah. For yes. but Herb, it's like Herbie but Hancock. Like Herbie that's, supernatural. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I remember. <laughs> that's what I remember thinking when I saw that. It's like it's like supernatural number two or something. Santana. Yeah. That's so funny that yeah, you bring exactly. that up. Did, there, there was an article that was published. I don't know if it was in the last week or so, but it was like a, a an oral history of the recording of Smooth, oh, the God. Santana Rob Rob oh, Thomas. Course. Oh, Did, course. Is that oh, what brought like, this yeah. up, Greg? Or you nope. brought that up organically? I wow. just always think about that album. <laughs> it's always on your mind. Always. That was, that was a. It's that a hot song for, for if you live through that. That that was quite <clears throat> overplayed. Yeah, 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 it was quite overplayed. Uh, yeah. I, 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 there's a great shirt. I think I'm gonna have to get it at, at some point, or just make one. It says, "I'd rather be listening to this song to the to the number one hit, Smooth, recorded by Santana on his album Supernatural, featuring Rob Thomas of, of Matchbox Twenty. Like that's what it says. Like, I'd rather like, be. Yeah. I don't know why it's so funny to me. It's, it's a, it's a stupid of, meme. The but. funniest part of that article is that apparently, like Rob Thomas wrote all the lyrics and the vocal melodies uh-huh. for that that song. The music was written by somebody else. Santana loved the music, and he was like immediately on board. And they were like, "Well, this guy Rob Thomas from this band Matchbox Twenty wrote these lyrics." And Santa's Santana's like, ah, "Okay, whatever. I, I sure have somebody else sing it. That's fine." And they're like, "Well, we're thinking maybe Rob Thomas could sing it." And Santana was like, "Nah, I don't think so." And then they sent him a mm. demo of Rob uh-huh. Thomas singing, and he's like, "Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so." I don't see it. <laughs> and uh, so they sent it back, and then like one, like one, the next step up in the management at Arista Records or whatever it was was mm-hmm. like, "Santana, we'd really like to have you do this with Rob Thomas. Here's another demo." And Santana was like, "Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I don't, I don't really think so." And so finally, they had to go up to Clive Davis. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> like the, the president and owner oh and founder of the, exactly. the record company. Sure of the song. And Clive Davis had to get on the phone and be like, you need to do this song with the Rob Thomas guy from Matchbox 20. You got to do this. It's going to be a hit. It's going to yeah. be huge. And Santana's like, fine, whatever, I'll do it. And they did it. It was a huge hit. So. Yeah, well. Which tells you everything so you need to know about Santana. Yeah. There you go. There you go. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Of course, That's in, in retrospect, he was completely gracious about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, that was a lot of round. money. So, <laughs> gentlemen, last week I found out on <laughs> Thursday, in the middle of the crazy week that I had, uh-huh. I got a uh, I, I got directed to a link to Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a it. news article, my favorite website, and the headline was Foo Fighters, Pixies, Spoon, and more to play intimate shows. At Replica 930 Club in D.C. A replica of the 930 Club in D.C.? Yes. A replica of the 930 of Club, the which is in D.C. The I, I just saw a show at the 930 Club in D.C. Right, right, right. We've all been to the 930 Club, but... We saw Crimson. The nine, yes, yeah. correct. Yeah, The 930 Club that we've been to, and Greg, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, you never went to the original 930 Club, right? I never did, no. That was before your time. Um... I had to make sure because you were like listening to like NWA while we were still in diapers. So I just wanted to make sure that I had <laughs> that right. That. I don't know about that. But I do know that. Um, Jay wore diapers in middle school. The, uh, <laughs> I think the, uh, the, uh, new, the uh, new 930 Club, which is the one that we all know, 
on 815 V Street, I think, you know. Sounds right. The, other, the old, the first one was on 930, not what you, F, but... F, uh, F Street. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, the, hence the 930 Club. Mm-hmm. That's where, that it came from the address, you know. Right. That original one, yeah, it was like a 400, 500 cap room, I think, and like Nirvana played there and a bunch of right. other, you know, on their way up, some really legendary shows. And then I remember when the new 930 Club opened because I had a Rolling Stone with like in the news and it was like Smashing Pumpkins played at the new 930 Club. And by now, Billy Corgan had shaved his head. So it was like melancholy era. It was like 95, I think is where it, you know. Yeah. I I could be wrong. And then it quickly became a favorite, not only of the local scene, but the whole coast and really the whole country and even the world, you know. Yes. It's like a beloved place. Um, So... Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great spot if you've never been. Absolutely. So the current 930 Club is so successful, and it's 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 kind of been, it, it, it's it's locked in capacity. Was like a 2,000-person room max? No. At most. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's closer to 12. I think. 12. But, the, 12, but okay. here's one, one of the secrets about it is that the stage moves. Is movable, so you, they right. can make it more or less intimate. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the owners 12, thought, 12, well, 12, we, yeah. we want something that's going to... Like, we want to host shows for more intimate audiences, but we can't do that in the current 930 Club setting. So wouldn't it be a neat idea if we created a whole new venue that was strictly small and intimate, and we recreated the entire look and feel of the original 930 Club? The original 930 Club. Yes. Oh. Right. So they've done that. just, Just to be... Is the new 930 Club nicer than the old 930 Club? Yes. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Now, again, I've never been to the old 930 Club, but by all, you know, by all accounts, the old 930 Club was a dive. Right. Like, it, right. Was, it was pretty yeah. rough. Actually, there was uh, poles really, in the middle of the floor. Oh, go for it, Nick. Or go for no, it, Greg. Uh, I was just going to say, say it came up um, once around GE. Mm. Uh, GE Smith. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. I, I guess uh, I had told one of the somebody that we were working with like oh yeah i played it. I, i'm playing at 9:30 club and and uh eric i think was ta- or this guy who we both knew was talking to ge he told me later he said yeah i mentioned you were playing at the 9:30 club and ge laughed he's like ha that dump cuz he thought he thought we were talking about the old one <laughs> right. that's the one that he knew and he's yeah. like he didn't realize like no actually the new one is actually it's like ranked number 1 club in the country by rolling stone like very often i know you're not mm-hmm. you're past playing clubs now but, <laughs> right but, on right on Anyway, yeah, yeah. I just love so, that, like, huh, that dump. They are set to launch this new venue, which are, they are calling the Atlantis. Right. Which is okay. named after the club that used to be in the spot of the old 930 oh, Club. Wow. Before the 930 Club existed, there was a— It was a, called the Atlantis. It was called the Atlantis. Wow. And I think it was like a cocktail <laughs> bar for a while, and then it hosted punk shows, and then it became the 930 Club. So okay. they made the new, old-looking 930 Club— called the Atlantis. They are set to debut their first show this May 30th. Mm-hmm. Opening is the Foo Fighters. Okay. Never heard of 450 work? person venue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. They have an incredible lineup. They have 44 bands lined up for the 44th anniversary of the new 930 Club. 44th anniversary of the And all of the shows are being sold for $44. Wow. So you can buy a ticket for $44. So here are some of the the bands that are going to be playing over the summer from May to about September 
of this year. The Foo Fighters, um, Franz Ferdinand, the Pixies, Yola Tengo, Darius Rucker, Jeff Tweedy from Wilco, um, Clutch, Jenny Lewis, yeah. the Struts, Living Color, Bush, Shaky Graves, Parliament Funkadelic with George Clinton, Gary Clark Jr., Bartiz Strange, Spoon, Billy Idol. I mean, Billy Idol. It's a really cool lineup. Very varied lineup. Of you drive by truckers in there, buddy. Drive by truckers are playing. Yeah, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. pretty so, rad. Pretty awesome lineup. Pretty awesome way to kick off a brand new venue. Yeah. So obviously, tickets for this are going to be demand for these tickets is going to be through the roof, right? Right. So this yes. is why I actually wanted to talk about this, because okay. they're doing kind of a new thing. Oh, what are they doing? This is with in conjunction with Ticketmaster. Now, huh. I think I've been through this whole process. I went and tried to get tickets for this. Yeah, um, of course. Right. And so I've been through the whole process, and I can tell you the whole process works really well. I haven't gotten any tickets yet, because the way it worked was they announced the show's I think two weeks ago, you had up until April 7th, Friday, April 7th, to basically go to this uh, special site on Ticketmaster's website. You had to have an account. You are able to view the entire list of shows, and you can click on any of the shows that you have interest in going to see. Mm -hmm. You can request up to two tickets for as many of the shows as you want to see. After that, open process is shut and then it starts a lottery process and you will get informed I will get informed next this week this Friday I believe as to whether or not I won the lottery to any of these tickets okay Mm -hmm. now if you do win the tickets your credit card is automatically charged for them Mm -hmm. and they are non-transferable okay So you have to kind of commit to like, okay, I'm free on this date. I want to go see this artist. I'm willing to pay the 44 bucks or 88 bucks for two tickets to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Which totally, that's great. Yeah. I'll go, I'll throw my name in the pool to go see the Foo Fighters. (laughs) And if my name gets drawn, go ahead and charge me 88 bucks. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. I'm down. And so, you know, I picked like, I think four shows. Um, So worst case scenario, (laughs) I'll get eight tickets to four shows over the course of the summer. And you'll have to go I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that's <laughs> going to happen. Right. But I would, in that, like, worst case, I'm going to get charged 600 bucks, right? Right. Or whatever that amounts to. Well, except they, they do have, there is fine print. It says, for fans that cannot use the tickets they have purchased, the Atlantis will offer a fan, a fan-to-fan face value ticket exchange beginning right. May 1st. And that's oh, the part okay. I wanted to bring up. Nick. Sorry. Thank you so much for mentioning that. Sorry. Because that's the out. And this is the part that goes back to what you were bringing up a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. You know, Scalping, yeah. So this is the way they're trying to beat the scalping system. And, you know, as much as we rag on Ticketmaster, this is potentially a solution. It's not a great solution. If you get the tickets and you can't make it or something comes up, within a certain period of time, there is a face-to-face exchange that is available to happen. But if you can't do that exchange, then you're just stuck with the tickets. Okay. So I know that this model doesn't like apply to every single concert situation, but I think 
it is a viable solution in some cases. So I wanted to throw this out there. And what do you guys think? Nick, what do you think? I think it's, I think it's great. Um, just the sheer fact that you can, what it does is it takes the fact that you can't make more money than you purchase the tickets for out of the, out of the equation. And, and that's, that's the key. It's, I, I mean, I've, I've bought tickets to concerts that I ended up not being able to go to. And mm-hmm. my, my thought at that time wasn't like, I could make more money on this than I paid. Right. It was, darn, I can't go to the concert. Yeah. Or I'll wait till it's too late to realize I definitely can't go to the concert. And, right. And I'm not going to stand out there because I can't you go. You and I think most people view it as kind of a sunk cost. Yeah. Right? You bought yeah. the tickets. If I'm lucky and I can't go, maybe I might find a friend. And if not, well, that's on me because I bought the tickets, right? Right. You're not right. out there trying mm-hmm. to like resell it for three times the value. Right. Right. But but anyone who is scalping would. So theoretically, hopefully those people don't participate in the lottery for these tickets. Well, there wouldn't be any point to it because they'd have to physically go out to this face to face fan exchange mm-hmm. and do it for no more than face value. Right. So I don't know. Greg, what do you hmm. think? I like it. I mean, I think it's I mean, just from you as a you know consumer here and it's, this is a unique uh, way to te- kind of test it because they're announcing all these shows at once. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, n- n- ideally, let's imagine this was like kind of a the standard, right? Then you wouldn't be doing, you wouldn't be plopping down all these commitments for shows at a time. Right. Right. And right. being like, worst case, I'm going to be getting hit with 600 bucks, you know, or whatever. Uh, I think it shows, I think it's cool because it forces the consumer to show commitment, mm-hmm. you know, in a way. Um, and yeah, and it, t- it takes the control. We got to take the control away from the people who are abusing the system. That, or the that's incentive really to get to. a ticket that you could, that you know you're going to be able to sell for more money than what you're paying for it. Yeah. Like take that right. entire yeah, incentive right, right, right. out of it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That like there's no chance I'm going to get more than I've, than I've got here. Uh, right. Which even for like a fan that maybe is like, yeah, I'd love to go to that, but I could also sell it for more than I paid. So I'll go ahead and buy five tickets. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, it seems like incentive. a good idea. Yeah. So at, I, again, I just wanted to tip my hat a little bit to Ticketmaster because I don't know how many times, how many other times they've used this particular system. It's called Ticketmaster Reserve, which sounds like something terrible. Like, <laughs> right, right. You want to buy from Ticketmaster but pay twice the price? Try Ticketmaster Reserve, right? But it wasn't that. It was uh, just this special system. I don't know how many times other times they've rolled it out, but yeah. it worked flawlessly now again i haven't gotten any tickets or any like feedback right. and, may, and, you, and maybe you won't or maybe you will and uh and you know i think either way if you don't you're like well i tried yeah yeah and i don't you get know. charged anything it's nothing you know right nothing exactly long. yeah it's, it's, you didn't pay to play yeah. and if exactly. i do you know i did check i was able to check the calendar i'm going to be able to make all the shows and maybe right one of you two guys will get to go see darius Woo-hoo! rucker with me in july is yeah. that one of the ones you never that is going to be the ticket oh. you get I know, I know, and that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, he shows up, he's like one of four people. Hey, <laughs> I'm kidding. then I get to hang out okay. with Darius Rucker all night. Yeah, yeah. ideal. So anyway, I, I don't know. I think it was really cool. It's a cool happening. I, like I like kudos to 930 Club. I, anytime you get a new music venue opening up in our area, it's kind How of exciting a big, is that? big deal. Right? How exciting is that they're putting money into this as a project right. at right. all? Yeah. I mean, that says Coming something out of the for, pandemic for venues. That, that a, ven- yeah. a new venue is opening up that's specifically for intimate size shows. Yeah, and once and once pretty- the big shows kind of wind down, it's gonna be a, like look for for the red the red not chili peppers. It's like a, our ideal venue to target. 
Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. Because we're not quite at that. Like, we, we don't we wanna, want to. Um, there it is. We want <clears throat> Thanks, Barney. We want <laughs> yeah. So, He'll um, be there. Right, but it's a, it's an ideal venue for us because if you know, yeah, if some markets, yeah, we can pull the thousand people, twelve hundred people, you know. But like DC, that yeah. hasn't happened yet. We're doing right. three hundred at State Theater. Yeah, we could do more if in town if we had the right spot. And we've talked to some venues, we just haven't had the right deal. But and who knows? Maybe we wouldn't get the right deal with these guys. But um, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's. Uh, gonna be interesting to see who, who yeah. gets, who's who's playing there and you do have to you know you will are gonna have to be able to draw i believe the capacity is like uh, I, I heard 450 and then i heard 350 so i don't know what it is exactly but it's in that range right um right. so that's pretty small yeah honestly but it is it's not uh so small that you can just be like, oh, I know. Let's just like, let's just book a show at the Atlantis. You know, see what happens. Yeah, like if you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're like, a, you know, kind of like some upcoming band, like you have to have. They want, they want, they want it to be packed every night. You know, oh, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and it is, yeah, it seems like there's no shortage of bands willing to play there. No doubt. Um, so that's what's cool yeah. is that they got. No doubt's playing there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bushes. Why not? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, yeah. At this point, anybody could play there. It wouldn't be a surprise, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I'll let you know how that that goes as soon as I get any news, and uh, keep your eyes open for for cool shows coming up at the Atlantis. Right on, brother. That's what I got, Mister Nick Klein. What's up, buddy? Hey. I got a uh, actually yeah I want to play some music but I don't no I don't want to I want to play I just want to play an inst- an Instagram in full actually oh can we do I that see. okay this is from Dan Jonah just play this yeah okay welcome to Art Every Day where we're talking about someone a little bit different today's artist is Brandon Etheridge he's a musician not a visual artist so we're going to be listening to his work we probably already are yeah, I recorded this video in my studio and then I edited together without music. And then Brandon is now accompanying me. Etheridge is an accomplished musician in his own right. His thing recently has been what he's calling mini-musicals. This isn't the kind of art that would go into a gallery. And yet, it's powerful. Earlier this year, an interview with Etheridge was put on the radio. And listen to what he says. This philosophy is cool. The music is so powerful. Take someone who's being very serious or angry, and then play light, bounce music to it. And immediately, it becomes a parody. I think it's brilliant. Such a fascinating experiment how one small and skillful thing can change everything. And now I'm going to cut to me reacting to the accompaniment that Etheridge has done on this video, which I haven't seen yet. He looks so stressed the whole time. He told me I talk really fast. It was so complicated. Wow. I'll, I'll put that in the show description. It was actually cool because it's it's the guy <laughs> doing his his, his re- written piece. And then this musician, um, uh, this Brandon Etheridge, takes basically people's people's social media posts and just plays music to like the 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 uh, the, the natural melody of the cadence of their voice. <laughs> like so writes brilliant. little songs to it. Um, so he did that to this guy's video, and then there's like another side video of him watching this all happen. So uh, a little bit might have been lost without being able to see it, but it's still pretty cool. That's awesome. So, I thought that was great. So glad. Um, I love yeah, that. Yeah. So scraping the uh, scraping the, the 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 news sites over the past day and a half or two possibly, uh, and I landed on it's time for news with Nick. News with Nick. I still have a song for it. News with Nick. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Should be like the 
like the uh, you know, we will rock you. Who's worth dick? Who's worth dick? Yeah, like brilliant. That. But with like a ticker. Yeah, yep, big time. Yeah, yeah. Read all about it. Yep, yep, yep. Hey there. No, we need to get that Brandon Etheridge guy. Yeah, with Nick. Anyway, this requires we go viral. Okay. First up. We've got, uh, actually, I saw it today. I saw this one today and I wanted to include it. ABBA's guitarist. My dad was a big fan of ABBA for one really? reason. Really? Really? For one reason. Because they, they were su- because they made such sound financial investments that they all retired <laughs> at the age of 30. <laughs> and, and he was always so, he was like, no, Nick, honestly, the music, you don't have to care about the music. These guys are so smart. Like they took their money, they invested in tech, they invested in it, and they had like told this like financial success story wow. of, of this band that dad just that is hilarious. I love it. Um, <laughs> but this is this is Lassie Wellander, Lassie Wellander, um, who passed at the age uh, passed at the age of seventy. Um, and there's actually a really super sweet uh, post that the band put out, just talking about how wonderful of a bandmate he was, and he's a better person than he was ever a bandmate, and they're all gonna miss him so much, and. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there was a uh, a piece in it that talked about his other musical endeavors outside of ABBA, and it said back in 1968 he spent his teenage years playing with Peps and Blues Quality. Peps and Blues Quality. Peps and Blues Quality, which later became Nature with Mats Roninder, uh, uh-huh. and then ended up just and then they ended up changing their name to just Wellander and Roninder. It felt like if there was a Swedish Spinal Tap, like that little story would be recapped by Nigel Tufnell. And, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Pips and Blues Quality. And then, of course, they, yeah, and then became Nature with Mats Roninder. Oh, yeah, there's Nature. And then, yeah, just yeah, well yeah, Mats Roninder. Had to be in there, yeah. Well, you had to play off his name. It was such a famous name at the time. Ron, it was all Ron, over the Ron, class. Rolander was everywhere. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be Rolander. Yeah, um, that one song, Don't You Wanna Be My Girl? Don't You Wanna Be My Girl? Yeah, you had the harmony part in there. Mm-hmm. In the studio. So that's, uh, that's the first story. Next up, this headline Yes refuses to reunite with singer John Anderson. Oh, no. And he's fine with that. <laughs> and it's basically an article where they're like, Yeah, nope, they're still not getting along. No interest. Um, John, now, how long uh, has that feud been going on? I didn't know that they were on. I'm not. I'm not up on my yes. That's okay. Guys. That's I'm okay. Sorry. Apparently, yes the, or no. Uh, apparently, <laughs> no. he got sick. John Anderson got sick in the early 2000s, um, and yes, went ahead and continued to move on doing other music without her. They found another vocalist, and then mm-hmm. when he got better, they said, mm, "This we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good." So he hires bands and then goes touring and doing the songs with the original voice of yes so they're going to maintain that separate work agree to disagree hmm yeah they both use the name they both uh, go out and do songs with it and uh yeah everybody tries not to sue each other so yes says and he's fine with it he's like yeah whatever i don't care (laughs) not hurting me uh i got two more okay guys um i don't know if you saw this but taylor's taylor swift and Joe <sighs> Allen broke up. Yeah. I know. Give me a call, Taylor. Aww. Really? I can I can make some things happen. Okay. All right. I w- my thought was like, dude, don't say anything to anybody. Right. Why is that? Joe, don't say anything to anybody. 
that when you're asked to comment <laughs> about what went wrong, say yeah. no comment. Right. <laughs> Wise words. Wise I mean, words. seriously. That's, <laughs> Uh, also, there's probably going to be some good albums coming out, right? I would think so. Yeah. yeah. It seems like breakups do, like, lead to uh, some great stuff. Mm -hmm. so. and, and lastly, I didn't even read this article. I just grabbed the title because it was so funny. The Bodyguard musical performance in the UK was halted after unruly fans sing along. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> For I Will Always Love You. Right? I mean, what is everybody, everybody's screaming, I will always love you, wrong key, and then just turn into right. a fight or something. Are there other songs on the Bodyguard soundtrack? No. <laughs> this is like an no, hour and a half no, of Kevin one. Costner carrying Whitney Houston around. <laughs> That's my understanding of the music. That's all I know about that. That and, that and the sword slicing the silk scene, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, that was. That Classy. Was Classy. And that is News with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who's with Nick? Who's with Nick? That's what we need yeah. is the news ticker sound. I didn't know there was a musical about the bodyguard. Yeah. It came out apparently. I mean, there was. Okay. Yeah, that's, there was. <laughs> there was like a a fucking musical out of anything. <laughs> I thought the Spider Man U2 musical was bad enough, but. I might take the cake. Yeah, big time. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it's fun well, to sing along to. That's all. That's, that's apparently. All. Yep. Yeah. You should check it out. The musical. Yeah. <laughs> One day. You should check it out. <laughs> you should check it out. Is this, we're doing this now. We're gonna start writing it. There were three guys with nothing much to do. They got real bored and they started making jokes in the voice of the goat. Oh, we are recording, right? <laughs> <laughs> but wait! <laughs> it's always like the music. <laughs> but wait! wait. <laughs> and then... Jay got a new microphone. <laughs> and Nick got a lavalier. <laughs> and Greg got a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and he learned how to play it. All right. Okay. <laughs> All what, right. Do we, what do we got, Greg? <laughs> he learned how to play. He learned yeah. how to play. He learned how to play. <laughs> learned what to say. He learned how to play. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing. All right, anyway, that's enough. Coming next uh, year. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, that was weird. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was, that was different. Because I like breaking into songs. That's what musicals are. <laughs> Everybody just breaks into song. All right. Hey, you're a Hamilton fan. You know what's he up. He can talk. He can talk. Yeah. I can yeah. sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's the line? He's like, oh boy, come on. We almost were off. Uh, the damn it, Jay. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course you can, but I couldn't before. Doctor says. Doctor says. Anyway. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's play some music. This is a, a little unusual, but this What's is from that? the 80s band Extreme. They have a, com oh. made a sort of comeback. And uh, Keith Grasso, are you listening? <clears throat> I don't know how much you guys know about Extreme. I'm not going to go into a whole big thing, but they're mostly known for the ballad More Than Words. Sure. Okay. But anybody who actually was a fan of this band will know that that's like kind of a fluke. It's not really what they right. sounded like at all. It's a shredder. They were actually this kind of like 
hard funk sort of like 80s metal kind of band almost like van halen with like imagine van halen with a horn section aren't they the ones yeah, that like get the funk out yeah exactly yeah. right and some of these songs were featured on like the bill and ted soundtrack and stuff but the the real uh sh- show uh stopper was their guitar player nuno Betancourt. yeah hell yeah and uh he's still recognized as a virtuoso he's actually the, the uh guitar player in rihanna's band Wow. He's really? done very well for himself. Actually. Nice. Nuno is, Nuno is a bad boy. And he, so they put out this new single like a month ago. I've actually been trying to, I've been waiting to play this. But anyway, let's, let's give this a spin. This is, a, I'm just going to jump right to the solo. Just like what Jay did earlier. We're skipping right to the solo. <laughs> um, and this is Nuno just shredding. Only in the way that he, this is total Nuno. Like you, you instantly recognize him if you know what he sounds like. So check this out. The original drummer for the band, Nick just pointed out, was Mike Mangini. Yeah, I don't believe he's in the band anymore because he's a, he's in the Dream Theater, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but good pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Donnie good. Donnie Price of Hot Rod Otis that was his favorite band. Oh yeah, extreme because nice. of, of Betancourt. Yep, Hot yep. Rod Otis pull. Mm. Nice. Oh yeah. Way we, back. Should, we should listen to some of that next week. What happened to anyway. Dave Portnoy? You mean Mike Portnoy? Mike Portnoy. Mike Portnoy. D- Dave Portnoy is the guy from Barstool Sports. <laughs> <He's kind> of, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but that is. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what happened to Mike Portnoy? Yeah. Do you want to know? This is actually. I do. Well, this is totally on topic because we're kind of talking about these like shreddy bands today. Tried to break them up uh, a couple times. <laughs> so what can happened you sing it, is. Can you do it in the form of a song? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You guys, are you guys familiar with a band called Avenged Sevenfold? Yes. They are a yeah. kind of a new, more like a, a pretty recent metal band. Okay. Yeah. Very kind of a hot topic band, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The story. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Right. Anyway, um, they had a drummer named who, who his stage name was The Rev. I think it's short for like The Reverend. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, this guy was a killer, uh, really killer drummer. Um, Lies Chops and fortunately passed away. Some kind of, uh, yeah, p- pretty young. And it came pretty uh, quickly, unexpectedly, and they had a bunch of dates, and they didn't know what to do. And I think Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater mm-hmm. said, hey, guys, I'm a big fan. I'd love to fill in if you guys still want to do that. those shows. Like, I will like I will happily come out. And they're like, come out and, 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 you know? that'll work. Yep. Yeah. 
Perhaps, or maybe they had, yeah. He in any also, case, he, he also tweeted Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson a bit a bit much, like the day after Neil Peart died. Oh no, that's not yeah. Like, see, dudes, let me in, thought, let me in, and they were like, what's, nah, what's, that's okay. Yeah, Mike's, also, Mike's a little he, bit yeah. Well, it, he should have learned better because this backfired big time. Mm-hmm. So he went out and played some dates with Avenge Sevenfold, and then I guess he. Uh, Quit Dream Theater. I'm. Th- I'm not sure exactly what the uh, ex- exactly what the timeline is. I think he quit Dream Theater okay. under the assumption that he was now the new drummer for Avenge Sevenfold, which he felt was like a better fit for him, and was a right? shoe in. But then he, the guys from Avenge Sevenfold were like, "Whoa, whoa, Mike! Like, we're not sure we actually want to move forward with you." Oh. And then he went back to Dream Theater, and they were like, "We already started the the audition process." <laughs> You're out. Boy, that hurts. Boy, oh, that hurts. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, man. I it was actually no really idea. fun to watch, Jay. And for you, Nick, especially for you, if you've never seen this, I was just surprised that, that they did a really cool like mini documentary, uh-huh. mini documentary about the audition process for that re- replacement Dream Theater drummer. Oh, wow. And like, so it just shows like guys like uh, Thomas Lang and uh, Virgil Donati and uh, Marco cool. Miniman, like wow. just one after the other coming in and just crushing Dream Theater songs with them. And then they're like, and then you know, there's like like desperate uh, whatever, like freaking like Life with the Kardashian style. Like then they yeah. interview all yeah. the people afterwards. <laughs> you know, it's a I documentary. Mean, I think it went well. The guys seem to like me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like and Petrucci's like, oh yeah. You know, this guy's he he came in really prepared. You know, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But dude, it's that really is fun. a brilliant idea. <clears throat> For a reality show, auditions. Yeah, auditions yeah. for a favorite band. Like it's like the Bachelorette, but for musicians. Yeah, right. that's be be brilliant. Uh, it, I it, love it. It was cap- It was honestly. I, I was like, this is gonna be silly, and I were. I remember like watching the whole thing, and then Mike Mangini obviously gets up there, and then. You, much like if you were watching American Idol or The Bachelorette or something, you start to pick your fa- personal favorites. Yeah, like, oh, sure. I bet they're gonna get through and da 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 da. And then, mm-hmm. but it's interesting how you know you hear all these drummers playing in their in their style, and some mm-hmm. of them it's like some of them really are willing to kind of they sink into their style and sort of the Portnoy style and play like that, mm-hmm. right? But with their own slight signature on it. Some of the other guys are like they can't stop playing like themselves. Mm-hmm. Right, and then some guys don't know the material as well as they probably should have. Mm. But Ooh. it's extremely difficult material, you know. Yeah. Like, like they play this song called "The Dance of Eternity," with where the time signatures are just absolutely insane. If you don't know that song, what's funny is that I could probably, I could, without any of the power or you actual skill, yeah. I could tap along to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, probably better than some of these guys because I actually just kind of know how it goes, yeah. just from years of listening to it when I was a teenager. You know how it is. Like, yeah, totally. when you yeah. See, the fans of those prog bands that go see yeah. them, oh, like yeah. they can like clap along with like the most intensely complicated thing because they just know how it goes. Right. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That's enough of that. Um, <laughs> Thank but you. but Thank definitely you. go check that out. Cool. Um, right. What were you talking about? Just these eighties, these eighties bands, uh, oh, right. and like the eighties hard rock bands. Okay. I should be more specific. So yeah, it's just been uh, a a certain theme that i've noticed there's a lot of these 80s bands that i hear about getting sued by former members specifically guitar players <laughs> maybe it's time for a uh, heard it on the greg vine oh greg 
Greg. All right, so let's see. Who am I going to start with? Oh, yeah. Mick Mars from Motley. Mick Mars from Motley. Is Bruno Mars' dad or something like that? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. All right. But uh, it's very possible. I mean, the way these guys were running around, they could be anybody's Uh dad. Oh, all right. (laughs) So apparently, he says he was kicked out of the band and now they're kind of cutting him out of future profits. And which band is this? This is Motley Crue, I should say. Motley Crue. Yeah. And when was this? So he's been playing with them since the their you know inception, which I believe was like you know mid eighties, maybe a little earlier. Sure. He's supposed to have a twenty five percent stake in the band. And to answer, I mean, this, your question, Nick, this is happening like all right now. Oh, really? Yeah, he filed a lawsuit this week. Oh, jeez. Accusing hmm. him, his bandmates, of pushing him out of the group and coming out of its profits. The lawsuit details a falling out that the band had with Mars after he announced in October that he was retiring from touring, citing chronic pain from an inflammatory disease that affects the spine. He's been sick this, the whole time. Like, that's something about Mick Mars that... I don't know if you saw uh, the Netflix movie about Motley Crue. Uh, no. It's, which is really good, by the way. Nice. Uh, it was called The Dirt. So, yeah, he, he was actually, like, much older than the other guys. Okay. But they kind of dressed him up, like, sort of like Alice Cooper... And nobody could tell, <laughs> right? right. It, it, with like, a, with, like Alice. Imagine Alice Cooper with a slash hat, you know, right, like yeah. that. Yeah. And then like, so he's got makeup, and you can't really see his eyes, you know. And good player though, you know. So, just so kind, of, he, kind of a fr- he, so he put out a thing saying, "I'm getting too old for this. I can't do it anymore." Yeah, and I'm I can't handle the road anymore. And now they're like shoving him out when he, you know when again he's been in the band the entire time. Uh, they formed in 1981, by the way. So wow. he wants to still continue to receive a cut from the brand's profits? Well, of- I think that that was the original uh, agreement. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, and by the way, he was diagnosed at 27 with this inflammatory disease that can cause the vertebrae to fuse over time. And how old yeah. is he now? 71. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was replaced by this guitarist, John Five, who is... Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him, but... Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. He's been struggling... Uh, Mick Mars had been struggling to like play the right stuff on stage. Okay. okay. Um, Chops were getting a little but, sloppy. Yeah, but he was also, he, you know, the, the, they've switched to in ears, and he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't hear too well certain nights. Blah blah blah, you know. And the band maintains that they are, do, they've done everything to protect him, try to keep these matters private to honor his legacy and take the high road. But for some reason, there, it's, it's, it's not working out. Uh, the lawsuit sheds light on the band's tumultuous personal relationships, accusing six, uh, Nikki Six, Molly Cruz, mm-hmm. basis of making decisions on the band's behalf without consulting his bandmates. Six also, quote unquote, gaslighted Mars in recent years. The suit says, telling him that his guitar playing was subpar, that he often played the wrong chords on stage, and he had some sort of cognitive dysfunction. Mm. Um, <laughs> You're an idiot. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Stop um, playing the wrong chords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Is that and, gaslighting? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, th- that's that's one of the cases. But so I was like, okay, why, whatever, you know. That, I guess that's what's happening. But then okay. this guy KK Downing, who and I don't Downing. know, I, I don't know his. I, I wasn't familiar with who he was, but he's from Judas Priest. Yes, and he came out okay. and said, "I sympathize with Mick Mars on the lawsuit. 
the circumstances between the two of us seem to be pretty much, well, identical. <laughs> wow. So the, basically, okay. yeah, Judas Priest is doing exactly the same thing to this guy, K.K. Right Downing, now. who is... Yeah, 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 this is all happened. Like, this Jesus. article this, this article was 15 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like some stuff that went down a couple years ago. I think that maybe it's cracked the seal that a few guys are like, oh, wait, we can go after our old bands when they do this to you? you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> huh. Um, but what really kicked it off, I think, is um, the, the original story that I saw that was relating to this a few weeks ago, which is when Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons did an interview on Howard Stern. And Paul uh -oh. Stanley said some stuff uh, that was maybe a little insulting about uh, their guitarist, their old guitarist, Ace Freely. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. And in response, Freely decided to uh, threaten to release a damning 120-page manuscript that would allegedly ruin the careers of Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons if an ultimatum wasn't met. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. All the stories coming out. And so I guess as, over the weekend... Fraley said on a podcast, um, I was blindsided by the phone call. Oh, he got called by Ace Freely. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ace Freely got called by Paul Stanley. I apologize. Okay. Are we clear? Everybody good? Yep, so I'm Paul Stanley calls Ace Freely and he, and he, he reports uh, on, this, on this podcast. I was blindsided by the phone call because I saw his name come up on my cell phone. I spoke to him 100 times on that number. And that can be verified by Verizon, who's my cell phone carrier. I figured he was calling me maybe to apologize or at least explain why he said that. Maybe he meant it more towards Peter than me. Who, who, Peter Chris, their old drummer, he insulted him at the same time. Hmm. Instead of an apology, I got a five-second phone call. F you, Ace. I'm not going to apologize and hung up. Oh! Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, it's getting uh, it's getting okay, saucy boomer. over here. <laughs> yeah, okay, boomer. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So, so listen, did I you honestly, did you watch yeah. the interview on Howard Stern? I know you're a big Howard Stern fan. I, did you I hear am, what and I Paul have, Stanley I said? I have not seen it. I have not seen it actually, and I'd I'd like to maybe quickly dig up the dirt, if you will, yeah, on what uh you know what dig Paul Fraley said exactly. I read it once, but um. Okay, this is here's here's what Paul Stanley said on the Howard Stern show earlier this month. Radio host Howard Stern asked Paul Stanley why he and original Kiss member Gene Simmons didn't perform with Fraley and drummer Peter Chris at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Stanley said the organizers were demanding, quite honestly, that we play with the two original guys, Peter and Ace, and at this point, that would be demeaning to the current Kiss band, wow. and also would give some people confusion. Because if you saw people on stage who looked like Kiss but sounded like that, maybe we should be called Piss. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Again, so with the get, chops. Okay. Right. Okay. So it, it's funny because yeah, that uh, ultimately it's all become it's all becoming a thing of like, well, you don't you can't play this anymore. The other Ooh, one, you don't that, have it. Get off yeah, the you stage. Yeah. yeah you, or okay, you've lost it. Or whatever. Yeah. The 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 other one that I, actually I'm suddenly. It's coming back to mind, even though it's not in the news currently, is the drummer from Aerosmith. Joey He's been Kramer? Joe, yes, Kramer. I couldn't think of the last name. Kramer. Joey Kramer, yes. They were doing like a residency in Vegas, and apparently he was struggling just to like oh, play, damn. you know, yeah. uh, and specif specifically to play the time allotted, which, you know, I guess in like a Vegas residency, it's not, you can't just play for an hour, you know, <laughs> right. an hour and a half. You got, pretty, you got, you got to get, you got to give the people their money's worth. It's Vegas, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's wow. gonna be, let, 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 let's maybe like follow back up on these stories and see how it goes, you know? Because but yeah. I, 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 I'm curious. I'm always curious about the the, the these uh, dramatic, uh, you know. This is uh, this is a this is a sad vein, man. This is the 
Yeah. Like these old rockers, like they can't cut it anymore, and 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 their egos and and the judicial system that's left to yeah, it's d- true. Divvy it up. I came up with the name Judas Priest. <laughs> There's be no kiss without me. Right. Yeah. Come it's, on, it's boys. funny because it, you never know, man. I mean, it's like, are is that true? Maybe it would have been true. Maybe that was like the final ingredient. Just those four particular, you know, things that made it work. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. It depends right, but on at this point, they're yeah. just playing. They're playing those known songs. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you haven't heard the new Kiss album, right, dude? It's <laughs> <laughs> great. No, I have not. Yeah. No, I have not. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It rocks. I have. They do this incredible cover of Space Captain. You should hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. With, with well, I appreciate Hancock. it, Mr. Greg. That was an excellent. Heard it through the grapevine, or heard it through the Gregvine, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah, got to no, get Mr. Keith, Keith Grasso uh, back on the show to get his opinion on these aging oh, yeah. 80s rockers. Let's go visit him first. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. We should. Yeah. Nick, you and I should go there on April Coming 23rd. Up. Coming up. Thanks, straight. We're going to go down and record some tracks with Mr. Keith. It's going to be great. Oh, man. Be awesome. Then we'll get him on. We can talk about aging rockers. Excellent. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of aging rockers, guys, mm. it's getting late. Uh-oh. We got to get to bed. You got a documentary to watch. And I got a documentary to watch. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Uh, Greg, before we hit the road, could you please tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, should they choose to do so? You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. You can send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handles at Should Check, even though we never tweet. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are heard. Please leave a review, and as always, tell a friend, you should check it out. Because you should. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Check it out. You should check check it out. out. Check it out. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Who's a friend? You're a friend. Tell a friend. You should check it out. Check it out. Oh, yeah. We're working on it. We're working on it. We'll see you back here next week. Jay doesn't listen to musicals. And until then... Till then, we'll be around the corner. Check it out. Yeah. Bring it on home, Greg. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you back here next week, guys. Peace. (laughs) See ya. See ya.